It's a miracle. We heard two versions of the story of the loaves and the fishes. And those of you who are familiar with stories in the Bible know that that story is just one of many stories labeled as miracle stories in the Bible, both in the Hebrew Scriptures and in the Christian Scriptures. Jesus himself was said to have performed dozens and dozens of such miracles in his lifetime. But today I want to ask you, what exactly is a miracle? The curriculum from which the play that our drama troupe shared with you this morning comes by Belodian, quotes Bible scholar Marvin Cain as saying this. Marvin Cain said, To understand the miracle stories of the Bible, it's important to get away from this modern dichotomy of natural versus unnatural. Ancient people did not think the way that we think today. They knew nothing of scientific laws. For them, a miracle was an event in which they saw God at work. What made something miraculous was not the spectacular nature of the event, but their recognition that God was doing something of importance. The miracle might have been a very natural event, but as the story got told and retold and passed down through the generations, often certain aspects of that story were exaggerated so that the final version became very spectacular. So today I want us to take a look at one miracle story, the story of when five loaves of unleavened bread and a couple of dried-up slimy fish fed a crowd of 5,000 people. Some people some people think that was a great magic trick. Do you think it was magic that happened there on that day? I don't necessarily. I don't think it was some supernatural power that somehow made those pieces of bread and those fish multiply before people's eyes from thin air. I don't even think that the first person who heard this story almost 2,000 years ago thought that way either. They heard the story and they understood that God was at work there on that hillside where Jesus was preaching that day. And so today our question is, what does it mean to see God at work? To me, it means that something special was happening there on that hillside that day. Not something unnatural, not something magic, not something supernatural, not some thing that doesn't happen every day, but something special. There on that hillside that day, the teachings of Jesus, this man who brought a message of love and equality to all, for all people, the teachings of Jesus changed the way people acted. People came to that field and heard their teacher tell them about loving one another. They heard him tell them about treating everyone with respect and kindness They heard him talk about what our obligation is to people that we do not know, people who do not have what we have. He thought a lot 
about those things. And he had a lot of very powerful words to say about all of those things. And they sat there and they heard them. And then when it was time for the hungry to eat, the people sitting there on that hillside overcame their natural instincts to hide the stuff that they had, to hoard it under their cloaks and sneak bites of bread when nobody was looking. They overcame those instincts and they brought out their food and they shared what they had. Modern biblical scholars look back at that, this particular story and they pretty much agree that that's probably what happened there that day. No one in ancient times when this story was set would travel to a hillside to hear a day of religious instruction without bringing food for themselves and their family unless they didn't have the food to bring. So anyone who would have had the food at home would have brought it with them. They would have tucked a basket of bread under their cloak. They would have pinned a couple fish or maybe um, a half a dozen chickens and some barbecue sauce. (laughs) They would have brought enough food for themselves to eat. And if they had it at home, they probably would have brought quite a lot because they didn't know how long they'd be gone for. They didn't know if they'd be sitting there on that hillside listening to Jesus talk for a week or a day. So they might have brought whatever they had available with them. And their instinct in that time would have been to keep it to themselves because there wasn't a whole lot of food to go around in those days. And so when Jesus took what little that he and his disciples had and shared it with the folks in the very front row, something changed there that day. Something changed in people's minds. They saw someone sharing Not from a place of scarcity, not from a place of one worrying that what he had was not enough for everyone, but from a place of abundance, from a place of understanding that what was there was more than enough for everyone. So to me, God is at work when people realize that what little we have goes further when we use it together. When people realize that if we all act together, we will have enough to take care of everyone. To me, God is at work when a stranger offers food to someone who's hungry. When a community offers clothes to people who have lost their houses in a storm. When people who need shelter are brought into the warmth. And when people who need love are embraced. Now maybe, maybe that's a miracle. Just maybe that's a miracle. It might be, but it's stuff that I see every day. Miracles like that happen every day. A miracle like that happened just this past Friday when Laura and I and Tracy, your director of religious exploration, were among several hundred folks who gathered at the Double Tree Hotel in Terrytown for an annual conference that let lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender youth and their allies know that there was a community of love and support and acceptance there for them. The conference called Pride Works, we supported with our Share the Plate funds this summer. 
we were among the very, very few religious communities that supported this vital and important conference. And we did so with all of the rest of the Unitarian Universalist congregations in Westchester and Rockland counties. And so those youth who were there, who in their everyday lives are not sure if there's enough love in this world for them, showed up and understood that love was in abundance on Friday. Maybe it was a miracle, but it was certainly no act of magic, no act of the supernatural. It was one of those miracles that happens every day. This week, we will all be asked to think about what we're thankful for. It happens every year. This, this time of year, we're asked to think about what we're thankful for. And so I invite you this year to be thankful for those miracles that happen, those places where God or the holy or something greater, something sacred shows up in your lives and lets you know that you are connected to other people, that you are surrounded by abundance, that you are surrounded by love, and that you have enough to share with those who do not. Maybe we can help some more miracles happen just by expressing our gratitude this week. May it be so.